Wednesday morning here in beautiful Seattle, Washington. How's it in Phoenix? You know, today's one of those mornings where I'm going to be paying for it all day. Ooh, I'm going to be CrossFit? <laughs> yeah. Going to be recovering all day. It was a it was one of those I don't I don't go into CrossFit that much, so give me 20 seconds to tell you that today was one of those days where I would it was a partner wad. Anytime it's a partner wad, that means it's more work than one human being should do, right? Okay, so that, so and let's define some terms here. So, so wad. a wad is a workout of the day. Workout of the day, right? So every day you have a wad, you're you're doing right. It's a metcon. It's a combination of weights and cardio. That's what CrossFit is, right? Got it. Um, and so the partner wads are. You know, there, there are a hero wad is usually ones reserved for like holidays and big special things where they're those are like the hardest workouts of the year. Um, there's famous hero wads like the Murph, which is something people do on Memorial Day named after Daniel Murphy, who's the guy that that uh, that lone survivor movie with Maki Mark Wahlberg finally transformed mm. us in the front yacht. Mark <laughs> Wahlberg pay, played lone survivor um, anyway, because he uh, Daniel Murphy died in Iraq, but he was a big CrossFit guy. So anyway, I digress. Today was one of those days where it was the worst partner wide because I got paired with the 20 year old monster in the gym. Mm. Uh, his name is Jed and he hey, is Jen. a corn. He is a corn fred country machine. Okay. Oh. He's 20 years old. I'm 32, James. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you got the memo. I'm getting old. Okay. You know, we're no, you know, I'm also 32. Yeah. We're both getting old. We're not spring chickens anymore. No. And, um, so it, it was a, I won't go into all the details because that wasn't the purpose of the podcast, but let's just say like <laughs> we did the workout and I'm still coming off of pneumonia. He pushed me so hard that we had the fastest time in the gym. And I don't think anyone's going to beat us. We're like four minutes ahead of other partners that if I was paired with any one of those other people, I would have been at their time, if not worse. Right. If I was doing this, this amount of work alone, it would have been double, but Jed was just, you know. He was just pushing me, and we finished in 15 minutes and 44 seconds. Uh, most people around 20 minutes. We smoked it, but I, I literally have not stopped sweating for the last 90 minutes. Like, I can't stop sweating, and I'm still thirsty. Like, I'm drinking water right now, and I'm still thirsty, and I'm still sweating. I need, so, I need four, four, four more cups of water, 14 more protein power shakes, 18 yeah. Soylent's. Give it to me. Give it to me all. I... Uh, I did not do any wads this morning. I did okay. wake up. I, I woke up. That was good. Okay. I, I'm in this new this step one. Sorry. Wake up. Good. And, I'm, uh, I'm loving it. Danny's still dying over over here. I'm, I'm glad that you're feeling a little bit better, but I'm glad that Jed is pushing you to your limits no. where you you may fall back into your walking pneumonia and you may not even know because Jed is just like pushing you so right. hard. Like I, um, I could be a walking dead at this point and I wouldn't know because Jed is pushing me so hard. Jed is pushing you so hard. Jed is also a great name for a character on The Walking Dead. Like you can see that. I isn't there might even already be a character. He might have been killed off at some point, but Jed No, I know. Jed sounds like like is is this like Jedediah? My my brother Jed, my brother Bill, my brother uh uh hey, you know, I don't know, right? But it's like he he is he's a monster and he's training for the open. And one thing you, you, you know about CrossFit is like some people, most people don't look like you think they do, like on magazines, whatever. Like there's no like, you know, there's no airbrush here. Like because the thing about abs is abs are made in the kitchen, not the gym. And very few people, even if they work out hard, have the discipline 
to have like like the kind of diet it takes to actually look like you have shredded abs, even if you have a strong core, like looking like you have shredded abs is like, it's like no bread, you know, no alcohol, like you cannot, you have to be on like a keto diet plus then some, right? You have to have <laughs> like no sugar in your body. And that's what Jed looks like. I mean, I was sitting there, you know, the, the workout as part of a wad, you always do a strength. So like today the strength was bench. So you work on your strength, which is like your back squats or your bench or like a deadlift. Like you do some sort of heavy thing. It's part of the daily thing. So I was, you know, I did, I did three at 195 and I was like struggling the whole way. That's pretty good for me. Okay. Jed did three at 285 and he, it's like, it was easy for him. Yeah, it's like no big deal. It's like, this is just a Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. Yeah, and I, I turned to him at one point when we're both building up. At this point, I'm still within like 20 pounds of him. Like we're building up to that. And I'm like, I don't know, Jed, I'm not feeling it this morning. He's like, me neither, buddy, me neither. And if, you know, 175 pounds later, he's still going. So he's a polite, he's a polite young man. That's and, good. Um, he, he, he told he me after the workout, he said, Danny, I'm proud of you. Oh, what a nice so, person. I like yeah. that. I like nice people. I, yeah. I, I, I'm i in a mood where where people should be kind of nice to each other. I mean, at all time, people should be really nice to each other. But I was even just going into like a local um, post office area and like no one, no one's having a good day because no one likes mail. But I'm like, I just had a question, like, can I ship this package? And, and it's not that people were like mean necessarily, but they weren't like super nice and friendly. And that's kind of what I, I want. Like, you know, that's this like Jed's like, oh, have a you know, great day. You're crushing it over there. Like, just, you know, some motivation, especially if you're in a, a box. You know, when you were like, you know, when you, you the abs are in the kitchen, I go, oh, what, what part of CrossFit is the kitchen? Is that like the, is that like a secret back room? Oh, it's no. Like, is it outside <laughs> the box? Like, is it inside <laughs> the box? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, no, but that's that's just like something that's like people always say that because I'm like, look, I'm never going to have abs because I'm going to have a couple of beers. Sometimes. Yeah, you can. You can't do like, it. You can't especially be like, if it's like a really good IPA or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, yeah. lay off me. I'm starving. You know? Yeah. You, you can't like when I, when I watch bachelor in paradise, which we do all the time. Right. And, and all these people have like ripped abs, even the software developer, the, there's a Venmo, John, he's like, he was the iOS developer for Venmo. And now he's on bachelor in paradise. Even him, he's got like this whole like eight pack going on. They're not like the most crazy out of, but I'm like, this dude still be working out all the time. Like I cannot, Heather's like, oh, like oh, you look great. Like you're at, she's like your, she's like your abs look great. I was like, you can't see my abs because they're not there. You can't even see them. Not that, not that. Like I'm a pretty like skinny person, but I'm not. And I'm, I'm not fit necessarily. But I'm not. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in there. I'm normal. I'm out there. I'm doing my thing. Yeah, that's how I am, dude. I only love CrossFit. I love CrossFit because I show up and someone tells me what to do. And I, yeah. they say, do it as fast as you can, as best you can. Don't hurt yourself. And then yeah. you know, that's all Dan ever wanted. I yeah. hate the gym. I hate walking. I hate the bro mentality. Like, yeah, like, oh, stand in front of the mirror and just like do these curls. Right. I mean, I've always hated it. And I went through like a long period where like exercise was never my thing. But I think Luke and I started CrossFit together like four years ago. And it was one of those things where we were sharing an office at the time. And we both just enjoyed, you know, there's a community to it and there's accountability. You show up and the coaches know you and they're like, hey, man, just do your best. Right. And like, especially if you have good coaching where they're not asking you to do something that is going to hurt mm. you or beyond you. Um, and, and that's, you know, I just like being told what to do. I don't like sitting there thinking, should I do push ups today? Should mm. I do? Is this ad like I just like I'm not a scientist, you know, like just give me something I can do as fast as I can. And you de- you design the balance for me. Like you, you balance out my, my muscles for me. 
you know, don't make me come up with leg day on my own. That's that's yeah. why I like CrossFit. But that's why I like that's why I like spin class because I mean I like pedaling. I like you know going and I, I ride home 15 miles every day, and and that's great because I like to kind of clear my head. But like when I'm looking to exercise, I love spin class because you go in there and they they tell you turn it to 24 turn it to this. Right. Here's your RPM. They're like, they're like, this is recommended, right? They're like, you know, right. plus or minus. Like if you can't hit it, it's okay. Get it on the next right. time, you know? Right. And, and it's nice. It's that nice motivation that you're building up to something um, that, that kind of pushes me forward. So I agree. I think that's the big issue is I was even looking at this gym by our new house and I go into the gym. And again, this, this, I don't know if it's a Seattle thing. This lady was a little passive aggressive, not like passive aggressive, but kind of just I'm here to learn about your gym. You should not, you should not be overly salesy or under salesy. You should just be nice and tell me kind of like how it runs. So I was asking her a bunch of questions because they're having a fall special. John's right. like, what's the fall special all about? And she's like, well, it's three months for a hundred dollars and we waive the initiation fee. Like what's with this initiation fee? Like you type my yeah. name into a computer. You don't need yeah, to do you that. You should be paying me to sign up at your gym. You exactly. Know? Like, so you initiate me with some cold, hard cash. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like, you want me to come. There's a bunch of gyms attract me to this gym. So right. <laughs> what's nice about it is that they do have some yoga classes. They have some spin classes here and there. It's like, oh, that wouldn't be too bad because a spin class is like 24 bucks for a session. That's expensive. And they, they also have Peloton on demand. So I go, oh, that's kind of cool. I could just go over here. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like, what all is included? And I'm like, all right, what about like, you know, what if I pay like a year or like what happens after the three months? I'm like, are there, are there this other fee or this or that? And I was like, are there any, like, I know how gyms work. I was like, what? I'm like, there has to be some other hidden, like there has to be a hidden fee, like somewhere, right? Somewhere in here, you have snuck in something into a closet contract. She goes, well, there's only one thing. She goes, every July, there's a $22 fee, just, just maintenance fee. What? I don't even know what that means, but uh -huh. I'm like, She's like, so, so so that's it. She's like, everything else is fine. I go, okay, all right. So like that that, that whole the whole conversation took like ten minutes. Just she to get her just... to admit the twenty two dollars July fee. Exactly. So Wait, now I'm just she... like, just tell yeah, me, that... just be honest, be honest right. with me up front, and then I'll join your gym. But now I don't right. know. I don't know if I want to join. You know, I hear you, and I I personally am less of a gym. I can never recommend gyms. I I do recommend coaching, and I think it's. It's a weird, it's a weird thing that I didn't think mattered when I was, when I was younger, but I'm just like, now I've, you know, my judgments are out there. So why not? Might as well stand by them. Right. I just don't believe that gyms are like usually is worth it. And if you don't have like another human being that you're either doing it with like a buddy or, or accountability to a coach, like, I just think that it's really hard for a lot of people in today's day and age where like by nature, we take on often more than we should handle within our week, not necessarily within our day, but within a week. Like we just have these lifestyles, which are, are just like, go, 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 go. And I think that having a community at CrossFit, I really enjoy. I like having a coach. And I think people, I read a quote, which was like a, it's like a CrossFit quote, but some of them are good. And it was like, Hey, like, you know, the voice in your head that's talking to yourself is your like lifetime coach. And if, and if that coach was like on loudspeaker and the world could see how you treat yourself, would you be proud of it? Right. And, and I think I actually really like that because I've used that for my son because Nash mm. is like just so harsh on himself at times. And um, there's, you know, now that I've been volunteering and helping out and being like a, a basketball coach, not just to him, but to like his peers doing basketball and baseball, I've asked him that. I'm like, dude, would you ever talk to your teammates the way you talk to yourself? 
Like, mm. would do you think that that gets the best out of you? Like, would you ever talk to your brother? Well, I'm like, okay, you would talk to your brother that way, but you shouldn't talk to your brother that way. Um, and and like, here's the thing, like, like if you were if you were actually like you know talking out loud about how you like you know the demands you have on yourself, is that really the best way? to 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 help you focus help you let go of a mistake because it's not to say that you shouldn't like be aware of mistakes but letting go of it is often like the key to success i mean you hear every athlete and their cousin and every inspirational book talk about you know the best in the world essentially having short-term memory loss because their confidence and their ability is so high that they can't afford to remember when it didn't go well because it's been going well for a really long time the best thing they can do is focus on the next the next pitch the next shot right Mm-hmm. So regardless of getting into sports, I think like, I think that there's something to be said for like that human interaction. And, and Eric believes this too. I mean, our chess.com CEO, I mean, some who, you know, may or may not know a lot about our history know that at the early years of chess.com, he was almost trying to get out of it and have me and David run it by ourselves because he was starting exercise.com, mm. um, which was like, you know, okay, if chess.com is a seven figure name, domain name before a product, exercise.com potentially might be you know, an eight figure domain name, right? Before a product, right? If you just evaluate the market cap, right? Um, But it, but it, it completely failed. And I don't think Eric would mind me saying this. There's a lot of reasons I won't get into all the business stuff of it. But basically, I think in the end, he said, like, they just, they were trying to be a B2C model like chess.com, but B2C models online, like didn't work because a lot of what made some of the exercise programs at the time really successful was like the accountability people felt to like, the coaching and like, basically, like, even like the Sean T, like get some water, everybody, get some water, peanut, you know, get some water. We got the beach grab, body, grab, get some water. Grab, grab a Sean T right now. Grab, grab a, a water, grab a water, grab a Sean. And then you've got the P90X guy, right? Like do mm-hmm. your best, forget the rest. Like people like didn't want to just create their own little journey like they do with chess. You And so they eventually pivoted and sold exercise and it became much more of a B2B model where they were sort of using their online platform and they have partners now. I don't even know who owns it now, but it's like they work with, the pink method and Gatorade and mm. like huge, you know, like business businesses who want an online presence that have already established something different and like a more anyway, totally different than what they thought. And he always said that he felt like it just it just like is not what people need. Like maybe exercise is one of those few places left where people really like the human interaction and accountability they have to like to like their tribe, right? Their local yeah. tribe. You know? Yeah, that's why I always said that I liked going to spin class because it put a event on my calendar and then I was forced to not only pay the money to go, but it was on my calendar. So I it, it really put that in the back of my mind. So I was going to wake up. I was going to do this thing. And I think that's why the Peloton, it, it's a little bit less on that because it's not on your calendar. However, you, you can kind of do it. And the thing about Peloton, why I think it works is to what you're saying is in digital form, it works because you can join live classes. Like the right. instructors will call out your name. They'll get to know you if you're in every single class. And there's that element that it's a connection between you and the instructor, which is leading you and making you better and going and yep. doing. That's why I've liked it, right? It's just like being at a spin class, yep. but you still have to then put yourself in, in there. So I think the ability of going somewhere and having to interact with with someone is it's like the motivation because right. when I had a gym in our old apartment, I would never go because what's my motivation? Like my motivation is to go work out, but I'm like, oh, like I don't know, the, like the equipment's not great. It's not like I'm not going to spin class. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not motivated to go. Whereas if it's there and it's on my calendar, I'm going to force myself to go and get that human interaction, which yeah. I like. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. So anyway. Well, I'm glad that you're out of the box. I'm glad that you're – they still call it a box. Is that correct? They do still call CrossFit a box. A lot of places call it a gym, but it is traditionally referred to as a box. A box. Um, a wad. I know. Weird names, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I like I like my box. I like uh, the people that are there. I like the I like the coaches. I mean, um, I don't. Some of the original coaches. I don't know that I would have stuck for, with CrossFit if not for some of the original coaches Luke and I had. Katie was just awesome, and I'm still good friends with her. Now she comes just as like a as a as a person who works out with us. But uh, you know. Anyway, so that's, you know, that's the other part of life that I, I took a break for a while because of all this pneumonia stuff, but I'm, I'm headed hard this week. I'm trying to get that cardio back, you know, because honestly, I, I've said this before, like, in addition to why I like CrossFit, the reason I like exercise is because it just has like made me like a happier, healthier person, you know, mm-hmm. like some people yeah. maybe just chemically, genetically, they're just different and they don't feel the same way, like no judgment, but I feel like I, my, I, I, I don't hit the three o'clock wall. You know, when I exercise, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a more patient, loving father and husband when I when I feel like I've had some time to, like, clear my head and maybe just I don't know what it is about being a, a guy or something. Maybe it's testosterone. Maybe I just clear my head and just get it out. And then I feel I just feel better. And when I haven't been exercising these last two weeks as much with the pneumonia, it's um it's taking a toll on me. So, yeah, so you I'm just happy. don't feel as good. You just don't feel as good. I, I understand it completely. So I get I get you. So I, what I get, else I get is going what you're what else, Let's just pivot. Let's get away from this CrossFit talk. This is not I'm a ready. CrossFit podcast. Pivoting in three, two, two, one. Okay, here's what I want to talk about, Danny. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about the current September update to the FIDE ratings because oh, oh, I know. I, I need to, <laughs> This is drama all over the internet. It's one of the it most hotly. Carl Magnuson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. So what, what's your What's your version? Go. Carl, Fabiano, our boys uh, out there. I didn't realize how close Carl was to getting dethroned. Now, if right. you look at this, USA, our boy Fabiano, America, America, uh-huh. is coming up um, and is within 12 points. No, it's 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 crazy, right? And he's two years younger than him. Well, you know, you and I, we talked so much last week about um, it was all about the computer chess championship the chess section of our podcast which i think is really fun for a lot of people and i i feel like the existence of machine learning and neural networks and ai and chess kind of relates to our you know some of the original audience we we like to think listens to this podcast the tech audience <laughs> but but the the more hardcore chess topics that were going on uh last week were really all about the sinkfield cup um mm-hmm. we didn't talk at all about it because it was uh it was a, a very closely contested event where there were a couple rounds where it was possible that if Carlson had lost and Carl won of one, that there could have been a flip at the top in the live ratings. Um, it never happened. And then the fact that they all finished tied for first, Magnus Carlson, Fabiana Caruana, and Levon Aronian, who's number six, um, as of the the new September ratings, uh, they, uh, there was a whole bunch of drama, actually. you would It was, it was sort of funny. They had these horrible tiebreak rules where – if if like they get past the first two or three sets of tie breaks, essentially they like flip a coin for who plays in a playoff if it's a three-way tie break, which yeah. everybody has been telling them for years is like, hey, like 
it's not that far-fetched that everybody could have the same number of blacks and get the same number of wins, right? If you get in that scenario, no one's going to want to flip a coin to bow out of like the prize, the top prize, right? It's just silly. And that's what happened. And so there was a whole video. If you want to dive back into the news archives, you should check it out on your own time. Maybe I can link it in the show notes for those who care. But it was interesting to see Carlson and Aronian having this very candid conversation where they just like kind of just hated hated the rule. And they're like, you guys got to change this. And Fabiano Caruana just straight up refused to refuse to to be a part of like um, of a three way playoff. And it, anyway, it was it was interesting. And uh, long story short, it, it, it does add smaller sets of drama as we all build up toward November with this Carlson versus Caruana match. Um, I actually just wrote I write a quarterly piece for ACM, American Chess Magazine, one of the few things I do in the chess world, regu- regularly things I do outside of chess.com. And uh, I can share with you that I I kind of just wrote an angle about whether whether Carvana, like needs to win this match for it to really have a lasting impact and like uh, like a boom in, in chess for, uh, for America or let's say Western media society like Bobby Fischer's was in the 70s, right? So um, anyway, it's just, it's it's more of the power user drama. The casually interested on the fence enthusiasts are really only going to turn their heads if and when the match starts in November. But for those following the chess world, it's interesting little sets of drama for sure. So. Yeah, I like that. That when I look at the FIDE rate ratings, I mean, we have Ding um, came up actually now in twenty eight hundred plus. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's four over twenty eight hundred, and that's just in the classic. Now. Um, what what I find the most intriguing of the entire situation is that when I look at the FIDE ratings, so when I'm on the chess.com and I'm looking at the FIDE ratings that you, you guys broke down really great, not only chess.com and FIDE ratings, but also the rapid. If you look at rapid, uh, what's intriguing here is that so classic, you have Carlson Caruana. So, um, you know, USA number two, and then you have Nakamura actually coming up right behind Carlson in rapid for 2018. And then actually, if you look at blitz, Nakamura is also third. So potentially if Nakamura moves up, we could have like three USA top spots. I mean, I don't know if, if Carlson's going to get dethroned, right? Carlson is just crushing on all three, but what I do find interesting, I want to get your feedback on this, which is why I brought up this topic is that it says games, which I'm assuming is games, official games played this year. And Carlson has only played classical. He hasn't played any rapid yeah. or any blitz, whereas a lot of people underneath seem to be playing really active and aggressive. So that's that's specifically because of the Grand Chess Tour. Mm-hmm. So if you like go to grandchesstour.com, you can, uh, so mm-hmm. the Grand Chess Tour is, is this series of events that the Singfield Cup, the London Chess Classic, they're, you know, they're all a part of this series. And um, the Grand Chess Tour has numerous rapid and blitz legs of the tour. And Carlson has declined. Carlson declined his invitation both to our own speech chess championship this year and the Grand Chess Tour rapid and blitz this year. He just hasn't been playing as much this year in preparation for the world championship. So Carlson, so what you're reading into is not crazy or wrong. It's just the truth. He just hasn't played in the Grand Chess Tour this year. He's not playing on our site really nearly as much. Um, there's an anonymous account that we won't get into, but he's not, he's not, um, you know, he's not a part of a lot as many events this year as he was in the previous year. So um, that's, that's, uh, 
more of a, a strategy overall as far as his his energy level, maybe perhaps his brand, whatever they're trying to do to balance him. But yeah, no, you're not you're not reading into something that isn't true. It, it is true. Mm. Does, does it hurt him? Does it hurt him overall that he hasn't he's at the top of rapid and blitz, but then hasn't played any official games this year, whereas everyone behind him has like do you think in the long term that hurts as like he focuses i don't on know i mean this? he's so i mean the truth is like he is so far and away the biggest celebrity and and the and has been the strongest player head and shoulders above the rest for for the better part of the last decade really that you know maybe if if car want to beat him in a world championship match that might be something that lit a fire and and then it would be all about this the comeback story you know all of a sudden carlson has to qualify through the whole candidate cycle and all mm. this stuff like <laughs> i think that you know most people see carwana as a pretty heavy underdog including myself i think that um Car- you know carwana has his work cut out for him but like i don't believe it's not possible like i believe fabiano is one of the few people on the planet who could outplay carlson from start to finish in games like even if they're both playing well um but, you know, it's just one of those things where he's just he's the king, you know, and I don't think he needs to play. He doesn't need the money, you know, and and I think he wants to make sure he defends his world championship title above all else. Um, and so as long as he feels like he's maintaining his level of chess, which clearly by his performance in the Sinkfield Cup, I think he is, you know, he's still tied for first. And I think that he's, you know, he's uh, he's doing just fine. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of there's so many events and organizers now in the chess world, like on the one hand, they don't really need Magnus to be successful. And then on the other hand, like Magnus can cherry pick because he's going to be paid the highest amount of appearance fee, the highest participation, like his presence. You know, like this week we have, you know, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, literally in two hours, we have the speech chess championship. Uh, Jan Christoph Duda versus Sergei Karyakin. If you look at the ratings, it's the Polish rising superstar Duda. Versus Sergei Karyakin, who's currently, where is he? He's number 15 in the world. And then on Friday, we have Anish Giri, who's number seven versus Mohamed Yarov. That's the one everyone's looking forward to is Mohamed Yarov versus Giri on Friday. Three versus seven in the world. So we've got two huge events this week on chess.com. And they're just uh, matchups within this, the overall speech chess championship, which is our annual thing. But, you know, the excitement isn't as high without Magnus. That's the truth. No matter what, I can't deny it, even if it's our own event. But... Then at the same time, as we get close to the finals, I think the, there will be excitement there because it'll be like, who's going to win the event? Because the truth is Magnus won the event the last two years going away. So it'll be interesting. And I think, um, so I don't think organizers need him. The chess world is growing. But I also think from his perspective, it's just a question of whatever he wants to do. I mean, that's the truth. We're all kind of prisoner. It's Magnus's world. And a lot of us are just living in it with Carl, you know? <laughs> living, living it's, it's, with uh, Carl. Magnus, 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 Magnus. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Just, yeah well it's 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 what a nice position for him to be in where he gets to to do that which is which you know well earned i mean basically crushing it um and 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 uh, it's interesting to hear your take on just the ratings i know the ratings are ratings and and, and things move up and down but it's kind of exciting to see that there are other there, there's still tons of excitement around even if magnus isn't there so i'll be tuning in tomorrow good sir are you going to be um officiating that, yeah, yeah. That, I'll be that commentating match. along with our boy Bobby Hess and then Geary Mamadyarov on Friday. Yes, so. I'll put the links in the show notes for all of our listeners to to tune in or, of course, you a, can, a lot of chess know, and exercise it. today. We didn't get into as much tech as I'm usually into. No, I'll come back next week. I'm excited about my situation. We I have officially unpacked 
all boxes in the really? new place. So I can now send you photos because boxes are officially gone after one week. I'm very proud of us. So did you hide them in a corner somewhere? Did you break them down? I mean, let's hold next week. We're going to figure out the mystery of Moss's boxes. I will. I where will. did I will. the boxes go? Where did the boxes go? Yes. Spoiler Stay alert. Stay tuned. Find Recycler. out next time. <laughs> Actually, it's a lie. They all didn't go to recycling. They all did go into several places. I will deep dive into the mystery of, <laughs> of moving and shifting things in the house to make it seem like you yeah. have a lot and, less. And that already brings do. out that already brings up a really funny Talia story that I'm going to bring up with it. So this is great. And all right. scene cliffhanger set. We're out. <laughs>